right, here's the latest edition of Rolling Toe here on October 5th of 2023. This is Kevin Beckett. I am solo today. Mike had other business to attend to. I, I say business. He's helping an old man with some physical therapy issues. Mike's a generous guy. Um, this is... Uh, the first week that I am a grandfather, and Mike is a great grandfather, and that's been exciting and uh, continues to be uh, interesting. Fortunately, you know, being a grandfather is a lot easier than being a father. I, I get to worry, sure, I to uh, spoil kids, but I don't have to stay up all night. So nice trade-off, nice new uh, experience. I get to be Santa Claus, and pretty soon I guess I'm going to look like Santa Claus. So that's that's the good things. All right. So this week has just been busy, busy, busy with uh, calls, technical problems, toe thrust, diarrhea, uh, all the normal issues that everybody has. Trying to put together presentations for Mexican customers for the Continental Group for uh, a new customer in South Carolina that needs some help with uh, setting up their alignment operation. So that we, we've actually got, it looks like two new customers coming up in South Carolina. That's that's great. Both of them should be opening up to public uh, service soon for their alignment operations. That's really great news. Um, across the country, a lot of great news. Shanna, unfortunately, had had to set back up in South Dakota with uh, with Sean Frierson having a car accident. But that's uh, I was able to hook her up with Jake Nalsdorf out of Alsdorf Alignment in northern Iowa. He's going to be able to help her out. So no slowdown there, and everybody should be very happy with that arrangement. <laughs> Let's see. That's uh, that's that's pretty much the news for today. There's uh, just Mike being gone and me being here and you being out there driving around the country trying to get your truck to drive straight and your tires to handle correctly. That's the world as it normally is. So if anybody does have any questions here, this is a call-in radio show. You can ask me questions about your tires or your truck or your handling or vibrations, chrome, whatever it is that you have going on. Our number here is 855-950-3835 as usual. Now, I guess today, the theme of the show, I'm kind of going to let that be decided by the first couple of calls. So whoever has a question, I'll figure out what the theme was based on your question. And we'll see if everybody else can keep up with that. If not, that's life. It seems like when we get the theme going, it lasts at least one call. And then on to something else. But we'll try. All right. Now, for the next segment of our show, I guess we'll uh, look to the calls that are coming in. And nope. There aren't any. So I'll be discussing now the next most important thing. The thing that's on my mind today is the presentation I have to do for Continental, not next week, but the week after down in Uvalde, Texas. And I'm putting together a presentation. I'm trying to figure out what it is that uh, these fleets are going to need to hear the most. 
And what I've got in mind is our normal our normal process starts with talking about feathered wear. And I, I, I hope you all know what feathered wear is. It's a angled ribs from one side to the other with one edge of the rib being sharper when you run your hand across it. Now, if you can feel a sharp edge on one side of a rib and a smooth edge on the other side of a ridge, you have an alignment problem. And that is our bread and butter. You, once you have feathering, you have an alignment problem. If you don't have feathering, you don't have an alignment problem. And we're here to solve your alignment issues. So if, if you run your hand toward the frame and it's smooth, but sharp as you pull your hand away uh, across the face tire, you have found toe in feathering. And if you run your hand toward the frame and it's sharp and you pull your hand away from the frame and it's smooth, you have found toe out feathering. And just by knowing those two things, smooth in, toe in, and smooth out, toe out, you can determine a lot about what is wrong with your truck. Now, today, we've got two calls here, so apparently not everybody wants to hear me talk about the presentation. And I would like to see what they've got going on. This one here, I I just don't understand sometimes the call-in queue. It says something about James Bond and five times Something. So we're going to find out what this is all about. Hello, maybe Canada. Canada, James. Yes. Not James Bond. Um, I got a couple five tons, and they've okay. had an MD alignment on them, but they uh, really seem to like follow the crown in the road. They always need to be corralled. Uh, I feel like I'm always kind of controlling the steering wheel um, to keep them straight. They've had an MD. Okay. He's happy with the regular specs, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure if something for like a single axle five ton that would help with less fighting of the road crown. And well, uh, does this uh, the fight occur just as soon as you take it away from the shop? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not a it's not a big fight, but I'm just always seem to be small adjustments to keep her between the line. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, uh, just to be clear on the vehicle we're talking about, what old are they? Uh, one's a 2006 uh, Freightliner M2. One's a 2011 Kenworth T370. Okay. Um, now, the, the what you're describing to me, okay, very interesting. When's the last time the kingpins were done on either one of them? I've never done them. Never done them. They check okay. out. Everybody gives me an okay on a front-end check, but I've never actually done a kingpin. Right. Do you ever experience a vibration right around 45 to 55 miles an hour? Uh, the truck was centromatics. We got rid of it. Uh, did have a little bit, yes. Um, the M2 does not have centromatics. Uh, not so much vibration on that one. Not so much vibration. Okay. Not experiencing a vibration. What size tires do you have on the front end of it? A low pro 22, um, 275s or 295s, somewhere around there. 295 okay. All right. The the thing that I am concerned with is uh, if the toe is correct, if you have no feathering, is that correct? No feathering, nice and smooth, inside, yeah. outside, forward, back. Okay. Uh, your keen pins check out. In other words, everybody who, who puts any pressure on it, they find that the, there's no play. But this action where, you, you, you know, let's see, to describe it a little better, you point it to the left, and then eventually you have to point it to the right because it's left. And then you point it to the right, and eventually 
still, it's still it got to turn left because it's still going right. Is that about what this hurting is, or is it following grooves in the road, or or what? Yeah, really follows grooves, and yeah, it's like not two second adjustments, but maybe you know every five seconds I'm trying to keep her left, keep her right. And the, okay, now those the okay, there's two possibilities, and the, the one is it's a, just a hair more towed out than you want it. So okay. what you could do is just turn it towards toe in an eighth of an inch or, or from noon to almost three o'clock on the tie rod. Just get okay. a good, you know, eighth of an inch toe in adjustment. And if if it still does all these same things, then the problem is probably the kingpin, not the kingpin bushing, not that the kingpin has play in it, but that the thrust bearing at the bottom of the kingpin has failed. And now it's no longer giving the steer tires the action they're supposed to have to return from a turn. And it's it's sticking. So it's it's causing you to have to constantly hunt because it won't move the steer tires won't move smoothly to return to a straight ahead condition. Yeah. That, that would be those two things are the, the things I would I think are most likely. Oh. Um, that would be the process I'd use to eliminate the one because you know a kingpin job is pretty expensive. And if it happens that it is toe out, just the the closer the toe out is, the correct toe in, the worse the action is. So you could be just a hair, a thirty second of an inch off of what you want. You see no tire wear, but get this toe out action. Okay, uh, that would okay. be my. Uh, and, and on, on the Kenworth front axle, I did uh, listen to you guys five, six years ago. Got a little bit of a, a clunk in the front shackle. Is that enough to give us that looseness? Um, I did front. do the wolf. Uh, yeah, front leaf spring shackle there. And we did the wash brick back in the day. but uh, yeah, uh, On the back end of the front shackle? Correct. On the back end of the spring? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, that doesn't affect you at all. Okay. Okay, and is there... A point where we put two, three washers in. A couple of years later, we got to do some spring hangers or something. Uh, do they actually wear out, or it uh, can create more movement? And yeah, you could eventually have to replace the spring shackles to get rid of it. Yeah, okay. that's a uh, that is the thing you get with age, especially with abuse. I'm guessing that this does a lot more uh, regional work than long haul. Uh, yeah, a little bit of regional, low mile truck, so uh, yeah. 300,000 kilometers, probably 180,000 mile, um, not daily, but lots of regional. Not daily, so it isn't a daily driver, it, uh, it's, okay. Um, yeah, the, those two issues still stick out as, as the issue, and the kingpin, I'm, I'm thinking even more and more is, is a problem, whether it's uh, just that it's not... Uh, didn't get creased maybe as much as it needed over the last 20 years or almost 20 yeah. years, but uh, it's, it's got one of those thing. auto grease systems on it. Um, okay, it's been dry once or twice, but it does have one sure. of the auto grease systems on it. Oh, okay. Um, one last check then to disconnect the auto grease, jack it up, grease it, turn it, grease it, turn it the other way, grease it. Grease it till there's nothing but new grease coming out. Because maybe the yeah. auto grease just isn't putting, any, isn't getting the grease where it needs to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's an early, early system. LKQ early auto greaser. So I can definitely right. do that. Right. Just yeah, just do it once, and uh, if it if it helps, it, then if it solves the problem, if it completely goes away, 
The whole problem was there was a sticky part of the kingpin that was never greased quite the way we wanted it, uh, or it wasn't getting under the, the pin to where the bearing is. But okay. it, just once, just get it once. And if it helps, it helps. And if it doesn't help, that was never the problem. Yeah, the and sticky. if it helps and then comes back, that's where we're pointed. Right, right. Okay, yep. love it. Thank you. All right, no problem. That's all I got today. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. Okay, so the theme for the day is his problem was uh, handling conditions that do not cause tire wear. So we'll see where this goes. And the next question, of course, is tire wear. So our theme is gone. We'll try a different theme after we're done here. Hello, Jason. Hey, Kevin, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I have a 2018 International. Uh, it's got Bridgestones on the front, got 160,000 miles on those tires. And on the passenger side, I'm getting some outer edge wear, but it's only about a quarter of the way around the tire. I'm wondering what could be causing that. Right, you said, what year did you say it was? It's a 2018 International. Okay. Um, and is this the first time this has had this wear? Uh, yes, tires. and it does have an NV alignment on the truck. So right, well, when you get where that does not travel the circumference of the tire, you're talking about something that is internal to the assembly. So you could almost draw a line from the spindle all the way up to the tire, and somewhere in the line from there, from the spindle to that where you can see the wear is the problem and it could be that it's the the race that's on uh, on the hub where the bearing is supposed to be rolling over nice and smooth it's not it's got a scuff in the in the race and that's causing it to be able to wobble just a little bit every time it rotates through that position or it could be that the drum is out of balance slightly or uh, out of position slightly. In other words, it's not getting, it's no longer, the drum is no longer mounted clean. Or it could be that the wheel isn't mounted clean. Or it could be that the tire wasn't mounted to the wheel perfectly. Or it could be that the tire itself has a problem. So it's a, a nice bunch of possibilities right there. But that's probably where it's coming from. And you can do little tests to figure out each one, like uh, jack the wheel position up, rotate the wheel down to where the worn portion is at the footprint, and then shake the tire at the top and try to get some movement out of it. You know, push the tire in and out like you're trying to rip the rubber right off the rim and see if there's any movement when the tire wear is in the footprint. If there isn't any, then the problem isn't bearing play. It's it's one of these other possibilities. And you spin it and check the 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 mount of the wheel and then the mount of the tire to the wheel and see if, if there's any uh, any issues, uh, imperfections that would match up with that position. And if you can't find anything, then in the end, you, you sort of use paint and mark each thing, the hub, the wheel, the drum, and then you know, mark the tire however you can and change all those positions the next time you open up a set of uh, tires and see if the issue comes back. If it doesn't come back, the problem was always the tire. If it does come back and it's changed position, then you just go by the all the markings that you had to see what it was that caused it. 
Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have these steers replaced probably here in the next couple of weeks, and so uh, I should ask them uh, to check the check the bearings, and then uh, I, I'm leased onto the to a company that's your guy out of uh, Nebraska does all our work for us. Okay. okay. Uh, so FCC. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, Marshall, uh, Marshall will uh, he will know exactly what is wrong or where to uh, look for the problem. He is okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, before I get the tires put on, I'll try and set up something with Marshall and have him check it out. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right. I appreciate your time. All right. No problem. All right. Have a good day. You too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fremont contract carriers out of uh, Fremont, Nebraska. Marshall McCoskey has, uh, since before we had an alignment system, Mike and Marshall were working together in two or three different fleets uh, from Barton Solvents to, oh, I can't remember the name of the little company up in Bondurant. That went out of business though, so I guess it's not important. Um, but man, Marshall, good guy, uh, asked a lot of questions. I think uh, we probably spent an entire four-year education on the phone with him during his time uh, doing alignments with empty alignment. Um, all right, and let's see. We got one more caller in there. This is talking about grease in the front end of the truck. This will be the second conversation about that. Let's see what uh, Brian has to say. Uh, good morning. I I have a simple morning. question. I believe I I I don't. Uh, I'm just starting out here. I don't have everything I might need to. To, to do the greasing, I'm wondering why I've, I've heard it twice now, not necessarily today, but in past conversations that I've listened to on the, you, you always talk about jacking up the front end to grease it. Mm-hmm. Do you have to jack it up or can you just turn the wheel and, and get all the fittings that way? What is the well, purpose we're, we're, of jacking it up uh, other than the convenience of it? Maybe. No, it's, it's to remove the weight from the uh, assembly and free get, get as much freedom as you can uh, into it so that you can find all the spots that the grease can get into. Uh, that's, okay. that's really what it is. It's, uh, I mean, it, you, you, could, you, you could grease a truck sitting on the ground, but it's possible you're missing a spot or two. Uh, so that's why we gotcha. you want it up in the air. Okay. That's all I had. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, have all a right. great Thanks day. Yep, you too. All right. All right. Uh, all right. So that's uh, that's it for the questions. And I guess our theme then is Greece. <laughs> Greece is the word. All right. Uh, if anybody does have any questions about Greece or uh, handling problems that don't cause tire wear, uh, the number here is 855-950-3835. And in the meantime, I've got to go back to my presentation. And what we determined was that you have feathering tires. And if you have feathering, you have alignment problems. If you don't have feathering, you don't have alignment problems. So how is it that you can get a vehicle aligned? Go to your local expert alignment shop or tire dealer or wherever it is. Get the vehicle aligned and then get feathering on those same tires just 20, 30,000 miles later. Didn't they spend a lot of money on the alignment system to make sure that it was aligned properly? Didn't they have a printout that said this vehicle was aligned? Why didn't it get aligned if that's what you paid? If it's true that feathering is an indication of poor alignment. 
Well, uh, that comes down to a number of component tolerances in the front end. In other words, you can have as much as a millimeter and a half of movement side to side in your tie rod end, where your each tie rod end is connected to the steering arm, the backside of the spindle, millimeter and a half of movement in that position, each of those positions, and it's still a good tie rod end. So the problem with that for us or for alignment in general is, and a millimeter and a half of movement there is only about six or so inches away from the spindle on an assembly that has a two plus foot radius. So if you've got a millimeter and a half of movement at six inches, then you actually have closer to six millimeters of movement at uh, the two feet radius. And that's times two because you actually have a circumference of four feet. So you have as much as 12 millimeters of movement in one good tie rod end if it's at the end of its tolerance. So a good tie rod end can give, and two good tie rod ends can give you as much as 24 millimeters of movement in tow, which is a lot. So how do you account for that? Well, you have to, we found, roll the vehicle forward in order to get the tow the way it's supposed to be. If you roll the vehicle forward due to the, the negative scrub radius, the, the amount of footprint that is on the outside of the kingpin inclination versus the inside of the kingpin inclination, the, the scrub radius will pull the vehicle, the steer tires towards tow out and put the all the stress on the tire rod end in, in that position. So to measure the, the included tow out when you do your alignment measurement, is to roll the vehicle forward and allow the natural position of the tire to occur. And that's what these systems do not do if you're using a turn plate, if you're jacking it up to dial out run. If you take it out of its rolling environment and put it into an ideal environment, you've changed how you're... See, now this is why I have to do my presentation over and over. You have changed how you're measuring the vehicle compared to how it's actually driving. All right. We have another call here, and I just do not understand what the call-in queue thing is trying to tell me. It's just, I'm going to have to hear him say it because this is, hey, pastor, promise, hey, pastor, on a truck. Promise, hey, pastor, on a truck. Hello. Uh, well, hello. Yep. Yeah, we're talking about a pastor here. We've been trying to get this gremlin out of this truck. <laughs> uh, we no, need a pastor. Talking, All right. Yeah, we need a pastor. we got a gremlin. Um, but mm-hmm. now we're talking about t- uh, caster. Uh, caster. Yep, caster. I'm working on a 04. i got an 04 Mac with a camel back, and we're setting the caster on the front. The caster's currently at like 4.8 degrees. Uh-huh. On both sides, it's the same. Is that is that optimal, or do I need to change it? No, that's uh, I I would have totally expected a Mac to have 4.8 degrees on the front end of a truck with a, especially with the Camelback rear end. Um, okay. The higher the caster, the better the forward stability, and they are sure that you need more forward stability, especially when you're driving over rocks and everything else in, in rough conditions. So the the steer tires will find straight ahead faster and easier. 
Um, I don't in your how many miles do you get on this thing a year? Fine. It's a dump truck, so 75. What's that? Maybe. It's a dump truck, so maybe 75,000 a year. 75 a year. Okay. That's uh, I mean, higher than I was thinking. Yeah, um, somewhere, between, somewhere between 50 and 75, depending upon work, you know, whether yeah. we're doing asphalt work or we do a lot of asphalt work with it. Yeah. Yeah, falling in and out of rock quarries, stuff like that. Not, not really a whole lot of road stuff. Yeah, but not a lot of interstate travel, though. No, no, no. It's all regional two-lane back roads. The majority of it, you know, every now and again, you get on, you know, a highway and might ride 15 miles down a four-lane, and then you ride back on another two-lane. Right. Yeah, I, I think your caster is just fine for what you're doing. Um, if okay. That was interstate. If you're on interstate all day long. There's no need for that high of caster, but the truck you've got, it's it's probably performing just fine. You're not losing tires because of the caster. Losing tires because they're getting beat the hell up. Uh, right. And that's, yeah. So I wouldn't. I think you're right where you need to be. I think you're. I got you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because I got I got 385s on the front of it, and I've been slowly messing with your guys' alignment system getting it lined up myself because when you try to tell some the majority of people about asking somebody to line up a camelback, yeah. their eyes go crossed. <laughs> yes, yes, so do mine. That's uh yeah. take it back to Mac and tell them to fix their problem is is my opinion. <laughs> you, you, Mike told me the same thing. He said either carry it back to Mac or carry it out back with three sticks of dynamite and let it go. <laughs> Which, now, I've got it. I've got I've got the rear end I've got the rear ends where they're almost perfect um, with the eighth inch of offset adjustment blocks and all that stuff. They ain't far yeah. from being perfect. It's about as good as it's going to get anyway. Ain't no way you're going to get it any better. So. Right. Um, but, okay. but I sure do appreciate well, the information about the caster. No problem. Yeah. it's a cat, Max opinion on anything you might have noticed is, if a quarter inch is good, then obviously a half inch is better. So when everybody else yeah. is setting their caster to two and a half degrees, back just decided five must be better. So and, and, yeah. and they're not like, they're not terribly wrong for the condition they expect the vehicle to be in. So you're you're right. doing just fine. Yeah, about about like the spacing in between the wheels for the for the tram space in there. They're talking about a uh, half inch was suitable. Yeah, right. they want the one had the, they want the one buying the tires when they was eating and slam off the truck back there. Yeah, half inch right. is pretty pretty large on that suspension. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, it was. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I appreciate right. it. I appreciate everything you guys do. Appreciate the information. Well, thank you. Thanks for calling. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have one more. I wonder if he's going to talk about Greece. Man, I don't even know if I should even say what this says the call is about. Uh, okay, but it does talk about inside of one tire and not on the other. So let's see what we got here. Hello, uh, somebody named Black Ketter. Yes, sir. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing all right. How's everything going there? Oh, you just caught me on my best day ever. <laughs> okay. What's up? Uh, so I've got one tire are on the front that's wearing on the inside and the other tire on the other side is not wearing at all. It's not feathered. It's not anything. Yep. Yep. This is a situation we never hear about. We get calls from companies all over the country talking about this with uh, what we did with uh, our T 
typical situation, we get called into a fleet. The fleet has uh, 50 trucks, 100 trucks, 1,000 trucks, and they all seem to be wearing on the one side of the truck, but not on the other side of the truck. The other is so one half. One steer tire is always wearing on It's either always the right or it's always the left. And the other steer tire is wearing just fine. And uh, after we get out there and we look at the fleet and we look at the tires, we can usually determine with the help of the uh, tire engineers that uh, the, the whoever they're the tires from cannot build a tire for the right side of the truck or the left side of the truck, whichever it is that we're actually working on at the time. It's a, the easiest way to figure out is just find which side of the truck you're working on. It's the worst. And that company can't build that side tire. because <clears throat> it's, it's sort of like uh, the Twix factory. They got a, a right side tire line and a left side tire line. And apparently the right side tire line is not doing their job. So that was probably what's going on here. Or, or you look at the truck, as you said, and one side doesn't have any feathering or hardly any feathering. And the other side is scrubbed to hell. It's just disappearing from the inside out of the outside in. Well, that tells us that you have a combination of problems from the front to the back of the truck. And that means that the toe is not square. It's not square to the truck. If it was square to the truck and the tires were scrubbing sideways, then both the right and the left would get an even amount of wear. But because the toe isn't right, then as the vehicle is pushed either to the right or to the left, but in America, it's almost always to the right, uh, it's, as it's pushed to the right, one tire is sliding right along with the pole in the rear, and the other side is collecting all the scrub. That's a, so it's a toe so plus thrust situation. Isn't, isn't the toe interconnected? In other words, if you adjust it, the tie rod, doesn't it affect both sides? Yes. And so it's got to be towed correctly, like one sixteenth of an inch toe in is what we aim for. If instead of a sixteenth of an inch toe in, which by our physics, we're assuming that because we see no tire wear on it at a sixteenth of an inch toe in, by the time that vehicle is going 60 miles an hour, and all your gyroscopic forces have been scrubbed and everything have been added in, the 16-inch toe-in results in zero out, okay? Uh, but if it starts at an eighth of an inch toe out, well, it can't get to zero toe. It's going to end up uh, at more like uh, still an eighth of an inch toe out, maybe a sixteenth of an inch toe out, or maybe three-sixteenths of an inch toe out by the time it gets to 60 miles an hour. So your, your total toe is three-sixteenths of an inch toe out. But because you're also including a pull, instead of experiencing equally an eighth of an inch towed out on each side, all the scrub occurring on only one side because it's pulling to the right. The one on the right side is actually aiming downhill. It's sliding downhill all day long, rolling right along with the spindle all day, happy. The other side is collecting all the scrub. Okay. Why wouldn't it do the same on both sides? Yeah, it it should be doing it the same on both sides if the rear end were pushing both tires the same amount straight forward. But because the okay. rear end is pushing it to the right, let's say, and it's towed out, let's say, while the left tire is actually aimed laterally to the direction of travel that the truck is trying to travel. The rear end is pushing it right. The right side tire is rolling directly downhill with the pole because it's towed out. The 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 left side is practically at a at a right angle to the pole because it's towed out. Does that, that make okay. sense? Okay. 
Yes, it makes sense. Now, I've been a little unfair. As Paul Harvey uh -huh. would say, there's a rest of the story. Okay. I've had this truck MD aligned. It is a Volvo, um, but I had leaf spring broke, which I replaced. I didn't replace them both. I replaced uh -huh. only the left side. The, right now, the okay. left side is what's wearing. However, it took me six months to get the other one and get it replaced. And in that six months, absolutely zero wear occurred anywhere. Yeah. When I replaced the right one, then is when the wear started occurring, only on the That's, one side. Okay. Um, let's see. So the right side was replaced, and it started wearing the left tire. Yes, yes. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Um, now, here's the next question. I've been saying that this includes feathering. Can you feel feathering on the tire? You know what? I haven't actually felt it. Okay. Uh, so we want to know if the problem is dealing with rib. the tire. What's that? You mean on both tires? It's only wearing the inside rib of the left tire. Yeah. So you want to know if you rub your hand laterally across that tire toward and away from the frame, do you feel feathering? And so Good in question. this I case, you know, I would expect toe out. And when you push your hand across the tire toward the frame, it should be sharp. And you pull your hand away from the frame, it should be smooth or if it has an alignment problem. If it's smooth both in and out, and all you're seeing is wear on the inside edge, the inside edge is, is wearing down, uh, but there is no feathering, then you have a different problem. And it's possible it had nothing to do with replacing the springs. And oh. it's actually something to do with uh, the wheel or something else. Now, when you replace springs, you're typically upwards of a million miles. How many miles do you have on this? Two million. Two million, okay. Uh, how so old the are the rims? The rims are less than a year. I less broke two rims and had to replace them. Okay. All right. All right. So a new set of rims, old truck. All right. Uh, yeah. And we've the got... springs are now new within the last six months. Right. 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 I, the, there's going to be a lot that needs to be looked at here, especially with the way or the the speed at which this came up. Um, that's the fun thing about that your truck as it gets older, uh, in the first half million miles of a truck's life, I expect no mechanical issues. I expect that to drive nice and perfect. The next 500,000 miles, I expect to have to rebush the rear end and maybe have uh, bearings replaced. But then after that, the next million miles, you start having maintenance front to back that you got to chase. So even if you had an alignment done three to six months ago, in the intervening three to six months, who knows what problem may have come up. Uh, so I have brand new rear ends, brand new bearings on all the rear, yeah. and new bearings on the front within the right. last year and a half. Right. You remember I was talking to that guy about that kingpin, just the kingpin yeah. bearing? Okay, the kingpin bearing has a specific set of problems that would be associated with it. But the kingpin bushing has a different set of problems, and this would be one of them. So is it possible the kingpin has had an issue in the last six months? Okay, uh, that's entirely possible. And after that, uh, you replace the rims. That's that's really important. Um, what about the tie rod? Tie rod I replaced. How long ago? A uh, year and a half. Year and a half, so that better be good. Uh, let's see, there, you know, there's so the tie rod uh, and the and the Pittman arm going from the steering box is new. Oh, good. 
You know, that, that shouldn't cause tire wear. That'll cause your issues in your hands, but it shouldn't cause tire wear. It does um, not pull. I can let go of the steering wheel and it'll go straight. Yeah, yeah. Not Good. That's, uh, that's even more excellent. So that's also indicating that this problem is not the problem I was going over there from the uh, presentation. You're not demonstrating an alignment problem if the vehicle drives straight. Uh, let's see. Tire problem? Especially, what's that? Tire problem? It could be a tire. Um, what are they? This is a Toyo. Toyo. Yeah. And how many miles are on it? 50,000. Just 50,000. Toyo is a pretty good tire. Yeah. Um, the other tire but, has 100 and something. Yeah. The, but the the other tire has 100 something. This one has 50 something. Both of them are on near rims. This one's on the left side. Uh, all right. You got some things to look at. Who did the alignment? MD alignment in Kansas City. Oh, Chad. Then yes, yeah. Uh, but not since I've had the springs redone. Yeah. Then I would ask. He did it since then. No, he did not. No, he did not. Okay, I would ask him to take a look at that because uh, he knows the truck first. He knows what was done to it and what he did to it, and he, I would trust him to find this problem. Uh, whatever it is is causing this tire wear, but it's I'm, I'm gonna I, I would be aiming at the kingpin because it it, it has a lot to do with inside edge wear. Um, okay, so I appreciate it. All right, thank all you. right. Well, thank you very much for the call. Uh, and good luck. I'm sure you'll, you'll get this fixed up uh, really quick. Indeed. All right. Thank you much. All right. Thank you. Bye. Not not many times I get somebody that uh, had an alignment done by Chad and then had a problem that they uh, uh, had to deal with. But like I said, you, you put 2 million miles on a truck. You don't have a payment for the truck anymore. That's That's been gone for some time. But you do get a new set of headaches because something is always breaking. But uh, that's, uh, you know, the, you get a really nice truck. You don't want to have to retire it. Now, maybe we can put it out to stud and it could get with those Volvos, those nice looking Volvos that are out there, a nice KW, and see what you can get out of that. All right. We've got, uh, what time is it? About 10 more minutes, I think. So if anybody has any questions about studding their truck, uh, grease, uh, or alignment, tire wear, handling, uh, whatever it is that comes to mind, I'm here uh, for another 10 minutes. And while I don't have any calls, the number is 855-950-3835. And uh, while, I'm, while I'm here, I'm going to go back over my presentation. I have said that you have to collect the end play that is created by specifically the tie rod end, but also the kingpin and the bearing. Now, the kingpin and the bearing are supposed to have very, very little play, especially when new. But they're allowed as much as 15,000 cent play on each one of them, and you would call that within spec. So now that that's right at the spindle. So 15,000 cent play at the spindle becomes uh, quite, I, I can't remember the number now. I don't have it in front of me because I'm looking at this call-in studio screen instead. But you can have as much as, uh, oh, let's see, a tenth or so or, or less of uh, uh, in play 
the, or toe that you measure because you have a kingpin or a bearing that is good. And as you compound these, you have two good but 15,000 cent play kingpins and two good but 15,000 cent play bearings. And then one good tie rod with two ends that have an extra millimeter and a half of movement in them. Well, if you add all that up and you can have a significant amount of toe across the steer axle uh, without having a bad component. So that's why we're seeing toe out, especially on vehicles, even though they've been aligned. Now, there's uh, another issue we're seeing more recently, and that's excessive toe in. And that's because the manufacturers have noted this issue. I believe this is why. You know, I shouldn't say I know this is why, but uh, you look at the numbers and it leads me to believe this. They've noted this issue. And now they're allowing for more toe-in as a standard factory spec alignment. And what that's resulting in is is too much toe-in. And instead of getting toe-out wear on the inside left, we're getting toe-in wear on the outside right. And that, again, if you have feathering, and you have feathering smoothed in on the right side, but no feathering on the left side, we've got too much toe-in on the right side. And you've got a, a misaligned vehicle. All right. Now we've got one more. And this is the guy. I think this is the guy that was talking about the grease earlier. So maybe he's got more grease questions, maybe. Uh, okay. I don't know. Never mind. I think I lost that one. So we'll just go back to where are we at here? Uh, I don't see the time. There's the time. We've got about uh, five to ten more minutes. Uh, okay. Now, when I go to this presentation, I'm going to offer them a thing that we normally don't. Uh, and that is, uh, I'm going to take them the pictures of the tool that we built a decade or so ago that allows you to use a conventional alignment system to include all of that play in the toe measurement. It's a, it's a very standard piece of equipment, really. We just had to build one on our own to work with larger trucks. Mercedes, in order to measure tow across a Mercedes at a Mercedes dealership, you have to put a bar across the front end of the tires to include all the play that could be in the steering components and get a proper tow set. Uh, I don't, I, I haven't met a Freightliner dealer yet that does that. So apparently that doesn't extend their uh, side, but at least on the car side, that's what they do. And that's what you could do to at least get the toe closer to correct on a conventional system is just put in there. Now we knew, I knew a guy a little bit bigger than me that could stand with his arms out and push the tires away on the front side of the truck. And by doing that, tweak the alignment and set it himself. He, he could demonstrate, I saw it, he could demonstrate that as you push it out, uh, you can get the, the the screen on your Hunter or whatever you're using to go from red to green just by pushing out on the tires. So something people need to be aware of is uh, the amount of play that you've got in your front end that you don't know about when you're just driving it. It could be affecting your tow measurement when you get it to the shop. Okay, that was a... Long discussion on tow. Uh, we still don't have any more calls. I'm going to give you just five more minutes at 855-950-3835.
Now I get the time to go back to, I'm going to have to bring up my presentation because I've forgotten where I'm at. Um, back to, that's the wrong presentation. Um, okay, I discussed that. I got this. Now it gets to drag and thrust. So this is a 15-minute conversation. I only have five minutes. But uh, there are four dominant forces on the vehicle or on, in the alignment world that we have to deal with. And the most the simplest and most direct issue that you have to deal with is drag versus thrust. The steer axle has no power. It has brakes, but you know, you normally don't have any braking going on. But when you do, you increase your drag at the front end because it has no power, but it does have 12,000 pounds on it. So you're pushing 12,000 pounds down the road with the rear of the vehicle. That's the thrust. So the drag at the front end has to be balanced against the thrust at the rear end in order for it to go straight down the road. Now, if you were on, say, the Bonneville Salt Flats and everything was nice and perfectly flat and you got the rear end pushing the front end straight and the rear end is centered and the front end is uh, square up, then you could push that front end straight down that Bonneville Salt Flats for mile after mile after mile with no issues. But every road that we've got is crowned. You have to do something to compensate for the crown of the road. In in our world, uh, mostly tandem trucks, what we like to do is use all the weight and all the horsepower at the rear end of the vehicle to gently push the front end up against the crown of the road and get you driving straight. Now, for everybody out there for the last minute here, the guide that we use for whether or not you've got a, a good alignment is 60 miles an hour, right-hand lane, no wind, nice smooth uh, stretch of road. You let go of the steering wheel, and it should take more than two seconds before the right tire finally gives into gravity and meets the right line on the side. If that's happening, if you've got a more than two seconds of straight driving before it finally gives into gravity, you've got a truck that is not wearing out your steer tires because of the rear end. All right. Uh, I got one more call. We'll go ahead and take this and see what he's got. What, he's got. what do you got, uh, Mike? Hey, um, I bought a new uh, 2024 K680, and uh, before I got 300 miles on it, I had an MD alignment done on it. Okay. And um, now, now I'm at 2,000 miles, and it's just pulling hard to the right. I mean, it. I basically got to go down the road with two hands on the wheel. I hate that. Um, but you got the alignment. Uh, now, yes. are these the same tires that were on it before the alignment? Yes, it's a brand new truck. It had exactly 300 miles on it when I had the, the MP alignment done. Okay. Okay. okay, it's a brand new truck. Okay, all right, 300 miles. And now it's got a bad pull. Does it happen to have that uh, steering assist on it? No, it does not have the dynamic steering. Good, good. All right. Um, and who did the alignment? Um, MD uh, in Michigan. MD alignment. Oh, Jim. Yes. Okay. Um, I would take it directly back to him. Um, brand new truck. Uh, he's got to know why this thing is pulling. Okay. Uh, I'll do that. He, yeah. He, he'll, he'll fix it. I'm not sure if he missed something uh, or yeah. if uh, something didn't go the way it was supposed to, but yeah. he should know exactly what happened. And just by either looking at it or taking another set of measurements, it will be revealed. Well, you know, when I, after I picked the truck up and I uh, took it off, it, 
Are you still there? Say that again? After I yeah, picked the truck up, drove, after I picked the truck up there and drove it home, you know, it, it was pulling bad, mm-hmm. but I thought maybe if I put some miles on it under a load, it would improve it. But now I'm at 2,000 miles now. Mm-hmm. It, it makes no difference. It's, it's, it's really hard. Yeah, that's, that's, there is something missing. Something's gone wrong, and Jim will figure it out the second he gets it. Okay, well, I'll give him a call. I know he's, yeah, he does it's, it's gotta be, he's, Yes, he does. Yes, he, he does. does. I, I am pretty sure he is just like me. He'll give it a 60-day, 30,000-mile warranty. So if you just yeah. got it, just drove it out of there. Then he shouldn't. This shouldn't be an, an additional cost. But but that's okay. that's between you and him. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. But you know, heard it from me. He should just fix it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, bye. Okay. Wow, Jim having a problem up there with a brand new truck. I hate to think of what it could be, but uh, to me it sounds like um, well. I shouldn't speculate. Jim will figure it out just as soon as he sees it. All right. Uh, that's it. That's all we got. We'll talk to you guys the next time. And uh, that'll be, let's see, is it the 12th? Yes. That'll be the 12th, and I still won't be in Texas. But uh, looking forward to talking to everybody then. Bye.